Hey everybody, how you doing today? This is Pastor Chip again. It's getting kind of late in the afternoon. Been a busy day. Monday. I'm sitting here. Sipping a cup of coffee on the porch. Cool afternoon. Still hear a little bit of the birds out and hear the water. It's a beautiful, cool mountain evening. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope you had a good 4th of July. So today I'm going to talk about a verse that um, my preacher talked about Sunday. It's Proverbs 8.13. And in the one translation I have here, it says, To fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I hate arrogant pride, evil conduct, and perverse speech. And I'm going to read it in the New King James. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. I like that better. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. You know, I don't know what's wrong with our world. We got slanderous people. Nobody's held accountable anymore. Pride. We've got pride everywhere, right? People are so prideful, it's not even funny. Prideful can... I think of... When I think of prideful, I think of... The actors and actresses in California that paid thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to... These school coaches to lie... And get their kids into these prestigious colleges... And you know, I hear all this, I hate to say it, I hear all this crap about white privilege, but no, it needs to be financial privilege. Because if you have money, doesn't matter what color you are, you can buy things. And people out there think that they're above the rule of law, they're above the morality, they're above everything else, and they can just buy their way into whatever. And... How are they, the kind of examples are they setting for their kids? I guess, you know, a lot of us could be thankful that we don't have a lot of money and that our kids have had to learn and work and make their way up. So then those people that have pride and money, prestige, Positions of influence and authority over people. Senators and congressmen that are above the contemporaries. They've been there so long, they've grown roots, and they forget what it's like to to be on the streets. Then that breeds arrogance. And we have that, don't we? We have a lot of arrogant people up there and their constituents. 
We even have it in ministers, you know. We have um, we have people who become bishops in churches and they start changing the Bible because they think that the Bible was wrong. All of a sudden, they become uh, subject matter experts and they know better than what God meant when he had his men to write the Bible. I just, you know, I think about that. You're getting over now. But oh my God, are you going to cook when you get to the next place for misleading so many people? That's in the Bible. I would not want to be even next door to where you are because I probably couldn't stand the heat. You know, we've got pride, arrogance, the evil way, and ministers, big mega churches. We've got it in little country churches, whether you got five people or 500 people, you've got it. We've got the perverse mouth. And that's everywhere. And it doesn't just have to be profanity. It could be people that say you're Christians and singing praises and hymns in church on Sunday. And then you're out there uh, belittling and bad-mouthing people because they don't agree with you. You know, I'm here to tell you there's one thing. There's one, um, what is it? What's it called? The test, the... The rule of things, so to speak, that if you compare it to the template of the Bible, if the Bible says, you know, children are precious in the eyes of the Lord, anyone that harms the hair of the child is going to have to answer to God. And that God knew you before he knit you in your mother's womb. If these things don't put fear of God in you, you know, I don't know. And then you know these, these rules, these laws, these sayings. But then these same people that come to church and say they're Christians, and I say say because... I don't know or I, I, for sure or not, but I mean, your actions judge you. How can you say you're a Christian when you vote for the people and support the people and advocate for the people that push abortion? That just continues to perplex me with a lot of people. I, I don't care, you know, what one party's done over the other. If one party wants to abort children at the ninth month or after birth, I mean, that's not abortion, that's murder. We're supposed to be the guardians of the children of life. I don't understand. And you see... This first sentence of 14, uh, 13 
first half sums it all up succinctly. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So obviously, either you don't know what evil is, or you don't fear the Lord. Or maybe it's not that you don't fear the Lord, you just don't believe in the Lord. So I'm not sure, but you know that saying, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. Well, if your actions act like a sinner, look like a sinner, walk like a sinner, then you must be a sinner. Because you're sure not walking like a Christian, acting like a Christian, talking like a Christian. It doesn't matter if you go to church on Sunday. You know what? I can go sit in the fire department every every day. That doesn't make me a fireman. You know, I'm just, it, it, just imagine, okay? Just imagine. If it bothers me and my friend Kevin and the other people that are, the rest of the world, if it bothers us this much that we sit here and we lament for the children that are killed at the hands of so-called believers, how much crying do you think is going on in heaven? You know, I don't know. I'm getting off on a topic here, a tangent, aren't I? But that's okay. But you know, I remember when my daughter was born, both of my daughters. I remember when both of my daughters were born. And you know, to to conceive a child and to, to see the woman's stomach grow and to feel the movement is... You know, that that's nice, that's dandy, it's kind of cool, but we're not feeling it. A guy's not feeling it like the woman's feeling it. It's a creation going on inside of you that nobody else can replicate. But I tell you what, when those children were born and placed in my arms, there was no doubt in my mind, that they were a beautiful creation of God. And I cannot believe that people can carry that around in their stomach and kill it. Like it's a dead blame cockroach and stick your, crush it with your foot. Our world is sick. There's children that's been killed in Atlanta this weekend and Chicago this weekend by people riding around. Just basic thugs shooting into the cars. And one governor in Georgia is calling out the National Guard to put a stop to the evil. But the governor in Chicago just letting it roll. Been rolling for years. It's okay. We'll just 
You know, we can keep killing our own, but if a cop kills somebody, we're gonna we're gonna burn it down. There's no consistency in your theology. There's no no honor in your ways. You know, my parents just died a year ago. I told them before they died, I kind of envied them. They were born and raised and lived in a time when this world was beautiful and growing and meant something and stood for right and wrong. Now, I wouldn't give two nickels to be born again today and have to live with this crap that's going on. So essentially, it says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. The Lord hates. Let's look it up in the concordance and see what hate means. Everybody knows what hate means, right? To hate, be hateful. Hater, one hating enemy, to be hated. And we all know what hate means. It's just the worst. Hey, God wouldn't throw you a life ring if it was made out of concrete and you were drowning. I do know one thing. We need to pray, people. We need to be praying. We need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray for our president. He was in. He was put in by God. And we need to pray for him. While he's in. And if we can't change the minds of the evil people, we need to pray for the good people to prevail. And evil's got a foothold. But we need to pray it. Pray it out of here. We need to pursue peace with all people. It doesn't mean that we'll always have peace. It says... Pursue peace. Hebrews twelve fourteen. Pursue peace. Romans twelve eighteen says, As much as is possible, live at peace with all people. It doesn't say we'll always be able to live at peace, but as much as is possible, live at peace. Pray, people. Pray earnestly. Keep your guard up. Keep your head on a swivel and watch out after your loved ones and the innocent and the helpless and the infirmed. Watch out after everybody. Be the good shepherd protecting his flock. And you can't be judged wrongly. And this is Pastor Chip Ritchie. God bless each and every one of you. I hope you have a great night. A great day tomorrow. And I hope you come back and listen to me again.